You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at wearelibertarians.com. All right, welcome to our volunteer training section of the uh, training today. Uh, the class will be taught by Paul and Joyce Morrill. They have uh, been activists in Rush County for, well, with the Libertarians for three years now. Three, yeah. And they have done a great job of keeping their volunteers engaged. They uh, have their volunteers consistently campaign for their candidates, as well as go to the county commissioners' meetings and other local uh, meetings to keep track of the local government. And so what they're going to talk about is... How do they keep their volunteers engaged? How do they keep them active? And what are some of the things that they and their volunteers do in their county? So I'd like to welcome Paul and Joyce Morrill from Rush County. Well, good afternoon. Uh, like Chris said, I'm Paul Morrill. This is my wife, Joyce. Um, I'm looking at a big, empty sheet of credit notes here. Um, I think what we're going to talk about today is just uh, how, how we became involved, how we got other people involved, and what uh, uh, what ultimately has, has transpired since then. We were uh, we were pretty frustrated years ago, and uh, we've been always off the couch, but um, it seemed like things were going in another direction, and the folks that we talked to didn't really see that there was any issues with anything, so we decided that we were going to take it upon ourselves to, uh, to make a difference. Uh, becoming a libertarian certainly made a difference in our lives. Uh, it's, it's opened up a lot of avenues for us that we never could have done with another party. The, uh, the, the key to activism is just getting off the couch and being involved. Uh, we found that uh, it's one thing to stay at home and get uh, get mad and frustrated, but it's a little bit more gratifying if you get out uh, and understand what the issues are in your community, take part in uh, county council meetings, county commissioners meetings. Uh, we have no less than two people, possibly three or four people at our commissioners meetings every two weeks. They've under, they've uncovered a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I, I I'm sure everybody understands what the term oligarchy means. Well, uh, Rush County is an oligarchy. Um, it's all one political party, and they've got one common goal in mind now: is that it's to keep their their friends and neighbors in power and try to uh, try to make the best decisions for the county, which they think uh, uh, are, are the best. But it's not necessarily what what's principled or constitutional. There, we have a, a bunch of examples of things that our county commissioners have, have tried to do. Unfortunately, we've had some success uh, with the, the stopping. You know, uh, for, for example, about a year ago, they wanted to put floodgates up. They wanted to put floodgates up across several county roads and the highway because people wouldn't read high watermark signs. Well, you know, 
please don't restrict my access on a public road. I mean, these were permanent gates. They could be open, they could be closed, they could be chained. Um, you know, what's what's next? You know, if you're driving down State Road 52 or State Road 9 and you've got a 35 mile an hour wind, are they gonna stop you from going down the road because it's too windy? Um, and in a, in a lot of instances, what they think is the right thing to do um, is, is not necessarily the right thing to do. They're trying to they're trying to protect people the best way they know how. But you know the, the best protection they can give these folks is let them have their individual liberty. Um, have any thoughts? Yeah, I'll add on on the gate issue that we had. Uh, it, the activism was as easy as showing up to meetings and speaking up, just talking a little common sense and. Um, raising your hand and voicing your opinion as to why a locked gate on your county road made no sense. Um, and after you talk a little while, if you're making enough common sense to everybody, then um, people start getting it. Even our local sheriff said, you know, this is, this is silly. Uh, first thing he would have seen is trucks going straight through those or cutting the locks and trashing his gates, and each gate was going to cost the county $5,000. Um, just talking, common sense, you know, um, by the end of that issue, uh, they were very frustrated with our speaking up, and I think frustrated with themselves, realizing how silly it was that they wanted to do this, um, that they asked, what, what would you put on the signs? Just tell us what you would put on a sign. And I said, well, how about high water? You know, how about it being a sturdy sign? It's that simple. Um, just, you know, half the battle, if not more half, the, more than half, is showing up and engaging with your fellow community citizens, um, your representatives, and uh, speaking out. You have to get off the couch and show up. These these folks they're not they're not used to seeing anybody at their meetings. Nobody nobody goes to uh, commissioners' meetings. They uh, they set an agenda. The agenda is pretty much uh, uh, decided in a meeting before the uh, before the commissioners' meeting. And unless somebody raises an eyebrow or questions uh, what they're doing, it, it, it just gets done. And uh, you know, shame on us for sitting at home and allowing it to happen until it's too late. And then when it's too late, people kind of get upset. The days go by and they, they forget about it. Um, and another thing that we've done in, in Rush County is uh, we go to the, uh, the county fair every year. And I know Rex does the, the Wayne County Fair, and that's a great place to meet folks. And it can be just as, as, as simple as standing there with the world's uh, smallest political quiz and engaging folks. When you, when you talk to people, you want to try to find some common ground with them. And it's a, and it's a lot easier if you find common ground to, uh, to understand that, well, you know, I can talk to Republicans on these issues, I can talk to Democrats on these issues, and really, we're, uh, we're a little bit of both. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're fiscally conservative, and we're, we're socially tolerant, which is, uh, which is a wonderful way to be. Um, we had tremendous success at our at our first county fair, and then last year we brought uh, we brought somebody in, and frankly, it uh, 
it, 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 it shut down the, uh, the, the pole barn for, for the evening. We brought Rupert. And, uh, you know, we had a line of about 60 people for three hours long just waiting to see Rupert. You know, the Republicans would stare around the corner, and the Democrats, they would sit there and tap their feet like this, and this is the establishment. And here we are, where this this band of little libertarians, how are we raising all of this commotion and ruckus in this little county that has had such a entrenchment by Republicans since Lincoln? You know, we're we are the principled alternative. And uh, you're gonna find that with, with activism and volunteerism, it's the eighty percent of the people don't do anything. 20% of the people do 80% of the work, and that's the way it's going to be. So don't get frustrated. Don't get, uh, don't get discouraged. You know, just keep putting one foot in front of the other, and when you do that, um, you're, you're, you're going to have success. It's, uh, it, it's, it's inevitable. I mean, it's like Einstein, you know, you know, his definition of insanity. Well, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of the definition of success. It's just repetitiveness. You know, every once in a while, you're just going to break through and you're going to see yourself just move a little bit closer to the goal that you want to attain. Um, this is really going to be hard to fill an hour. <laughs> well, let me add to, uh, when you do booths, and uh, if you go door to door, first thing, uh, have fun. I don't know if you've noticed, if you anybody's come from another party, um, most of their meetings and activities uh, I kind of relate it to a dead church. They're pretty boring and nobody's having any fun. So I think the first rules of engagement is have fun doing it. Uh, smile. Act like you're ready to make a difference and you will make a difference. Um, it shouldn't be drudgery. It shouldn't have to be drudgery. We have some pretty serious issues going on in our country and you can actually have fun making a difference and engaging with people. And I think the youth need that. Uh, they'll flock more to you than they would someone who's standing around with a dissertation and dogging the other guy negative campaigning. Alan, please contact children at 343. Alan, please contact children at 343. Bring kids. <laughs> Bring little kids. They always put smiles on people's faces. What, what attracts folks to the Libertarian Party. I mean, you know, if, if you look at uh, the folks that are coming that are coming into the party today, um, a lot of these folks, they're frustrated. They're frustrated with one party or they're frustrated with another party. And, and when, 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 when they finally understand that Libertarianism is, is the philosophy of freedom, it's true freedom. It's individual liberty. It's, it's your sovereign right as an individual. People start to have they'll have they'll have that veil taken off, and when that happens, you, the frustration leaves you, and then it's time to have fun, because uh, if you don't have fun, it, it's it's not as rewarding as if you do have fun. And I guess what I'm trying to say, just one second, Sam. What, what I'm trying to say is that um, you can only be frustrated so long. And you have, to, you have to take the frustration, push it away, and go out and say, you know, um, I, I, am, I am only one person. I am going to do whatever I can do to make my life better, to make my community better, and 
I found that locally is where you're going to be able to make the difference. But have fun doing it. I mean, the the folks that are at, at the county fair, uh, we're open, we're engaging. Our tables are set in a semicircle. The Republicans, the Democrats have tables in front of them. And when they have tables in front of them, that's more of a control issue. We're welcoming. You know, this is our this is our, our libertarian welcome booth. It's not, a, it, it, it's not us versus them, or we're better than they are. Come in, join us, talk to us. You know, um, we found that, that just being open and welcoming and have a smile on our face and having activities going on all the time is a good way to present yourself. You know, perception is key. You know, you can be a very small group of individuals but when people see you, they see the perception that, man, these guys, are, they're organized, they're uh, liked, they're having fun, and it's, and it's little things like that that'll make you, uh, I'm not gonna say succeed, because we're not successful by any stretch of the imagination, but we are trying. Sam? Um, do you guys have a mechanism for collecting contact information at the Rosemary County right? Um, yeah, what we do is... What, what happened to all those names? Um, we've we've uh, put them on a spreadsheet, forwarded on to the uh, to this the state. We forward our information on. But have you guys internally done anything about contacting them with volunteer activities and, and ways to become? I mean, did did you try to get them involved in Dennis campaign at that time? We have a we have a group email list that we do that we do push out. Um, we have attracted some volunteers like that, but uh, you know. It's usually the it's usually the frustrated individual that comes up to you. You know, it's not you know it's it's not for what we would do is we would we would have a book raffle and we would we would garner our information with a book raffle and then and then have a, a, a contact name on it. Um, that hasn't been really successful for us. It wasn't a raffle. No. Giveaway. It was a book giveaway. Excuse me. Do some editing there with you, Sam or Chris. <clears throat> no rounds. And, and, and that's probably, um, it's a good way to gather names, but it hasn't been really successful for us. Um, most people on that list are not activists of sort. I think what you have to figure out when you talk to people, if they are at all interested, is find out what, what part of involvement do they want to be? Do they want to go hang signs or uh, go door to door with you canvassing for a candidate or a cause? Or do they just want to put signs out? Or uh, activism donations. Yeah, donations. You know, a lot of people don't want to do anything, but if, they, if they'll give you money, you know, they help you fund what you're doing because it's not cheap. I mean, you know, we have, we have spent a, a couple of dollars uh, out of our own money trying to promote uh, uh, the DLP, but uh, you uh, you try to use guerrilla tactics, um, and I use that term uh, kind of uh, kind of loosely, but we, we make our own signs. Uh, three years ago before the primary, we, we don't do anything in the primary, but we made 25 uh, big sales signs. We bought 500 feet of landscaping mat and sewed, uh, sewed sales. And on the sales, we, we said, does your candidate know the Constitution? 
and we had the big libertarian logo on there, and we had RCLP below it. We had them all over the county. Um, it's raising awareness. Um, it's letting people know that there is an alternative, a principled alternative. And uh, the more exposure that you can get, the more success you are going to have at a local level. Uh, two years ago, we ran our first candidates as, as, uh, as an organized party in Rush County. Um, our commissioner's race was a countywide race. We had, uh, I think, 23% of the vote in the two-person race. Joyce ran for uh, county council district four, and uh, she had uh, 25 or 26% of the vote. Um, that same election cycle, Mike Weary uh, brought in over 10% of the vote. We were second uh, in the state. Uh, I, I hear that uh, Wayne County had a couple more votes than we did. <laughs> but a couple more people in Wayne County. Yes. But but and, and anyway, it, it it was it was all due to canvassing, uh, yard signs. We did a few radio spots, radio spots in Rush County. They, they don't go very far. They cost you a little bit of money, I think $11 for a minute or $8 for 30 seconds. And I don't think that they do that much good. You're better off spending your money at the print shop getting getting flyers in people's hands. So um, we, we can go ahead and open it up for, for questions. How do you guys find your volunteers? Where do, they, where do you, the majority of your volunteers come from? Friends, family. You pick up campaigns along the way, don't you? As you as you have a campaign, you'll get some residual people from those campaigns that stay with your party. Yes. 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 Yes, we do. Uh, We've started out pretty small, and uh, right now we have uh, I think thirteen or fourteen dues-paying members in Rush County, and Rush Rush County it's 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 small. There's seventeen thousand people over. Uh, 4,000 or 400 square miles. Um, the heart is Rushville. And there's only about 6,000 people in Rushville. So I mean, it's it's possible. The numbers are there that we could, you know, that we could actually uh, have yet yeah, have a significant impact. We just need to get over that uh, that first big hurdle, and that's electing someone. Okay. How do you guys organize campus when you go out Canvassing? Do you canvass for candidates or causes? And then, how do you organize and execute those canvasses? We uh, for candidates normally. Uh, we've done some causes, but candidates. Um, we pick a night, two or three nights. Um, call all the people we know and can, and organize at least two times that we'll be meeting, whether it be on a Saturday or in the evening, and. Uh, Get in teams, groups, five or more teams. Do at least two people if you're going door to door for canvassing. Uh, one male, one female is preferred. Uh, set up times, give them a walking list, and keep that master list. Make sure you know where you've been. And people go door to door, not on every single door. Define walking list. You, in Rush County, you don't normally just do individual houses. You do streets. Your walking list is yes. the streets to cover. Yes, we do. We do entire streets. Uh, county county courthouse is a great place to get a city map, get a county map, and you just start you just start walking the streets, and after you, you canvas the street, just exit off and go on to the next one. Where do you get the information and the data for those walking lists? Well, um, we have been we have been provided uh, great information from. Uh, executive director 
he uh, he has he has uh, filled us with a plethora of, of, of information that we have to sift through and uh, you know try to I mean, because there's there's a lot of information on the voter on the voter list that we get and um, you know once you get into a manageable form it is it is manageable but there's you know there's all kinds of information on this list you know where you voted uh, how many how many primaries you voted in how many general elections you voted in what magazine subscriptions do you get. Um, there's a, a lot of information, and if you were to print that off, I mean, you take four sheets this way, and then about a thousand sheets south. So, I mean, you have to really condense it. Uh, we found that uh, that driving county roads, everybody's got a rural mailbox, and most of the people that have rural mailboxes have uh, have newspaper paper boxes or a place to uh, stick a flyer outside the mailbox. Um, We've spent many an afternoon just just driving around the county, just dumping stuff in mailboxes, and it, it newspaper is boxes. And, and it, 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 newspaper boxes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, the the LP door hangers are great. These uh, yeah. these have uh, the world's smallest uh, political quiz. There's uh, a, a lot of information on them. And what we did is we just stapled our county. Uh, our, our county material right onto this, and you've already got your door hanger. Um, these these are a tremendous resource, and I think there's still some around the state, isn't there? Oh, there's too many. Okay, <laughs> well, too we many. need to get them out there. Yeah, and it are, takes effort. Yeah. That's all it takes. And, and you, the, the National Party has a tremendous amount of those that you can request for free. I think. I mean, they had their entire conference room at one point was full of 100,000 of those. Yeah. You think I'm desperate to get rid of ours? Uh, this world's smallest political quiz is a, is a great icebreaker tool. We've used it at at gun shows. We've used it at county fairs. We've used it at, at local events. If they had a parade or a festival in town, we just set up on the curb and just start grabbing people as they're going by. And uh, you'd be surprised that we let them go though. Bunch of brown. Well, you know, um, as long as their ideology is in the right direction. People, you know, the world's smallest political quiz. It takes just a couple seconds. It's, it's actually it's fun. If you're, you know, if you're animated and, and you like to have fun with people, you can uh, you can round people up almost like a carnival bar. You know, get people in, take the world's smallest political quiz, and kind of see where ideologically they they, they fall into the uh, the spectrum. It's uh, it's been a great icebreaker. When you do that in a fair, you don't necessarily get people that are going to be active in the party. What you guys have done is you've created name identification for the party in Rush County that gives you some relatability so that when your candidates stop by later or they see you on the ballot, you're more valid. Right. Um, you know, when when you when you say that the party, we have 14 active members. And, and that's that's like the, that's the that's the 20 percent. Those are the people that are going to get out there. They're going to do something. You've got the 80% on the sidelines that they, they'll probably support you, they'll probably vote for you, but they're not going to do much more than that. You know, maybe you'll be able to get donations out of them. But, but when you see, you know, when you see six libertarians there and they're having fun and you've got 300 people that are going to support them behind, behind the scenes, each election cycle, you kind of build momentum. And as and, 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 and folks want to understand that that well is this a, a fly by night party? Are they going to be here next election cycle? Well, we're starting to build 
uh, confidence in, in, in the community that we're not going anywhere. You know, we've been, uh, we, we've been fairly successful in the, in the three candidates we've run. Uh, for the city elections, we had a, a three-way race. Uh, Debbie O'Neill was our mayoral candidate, and she, uh, she had 17% of the vote. Um, Debbie was a great candidate. She was very well respected in the community. She s sits on some local boards, um, but there's, you know, there's the third-party stigma that we've got to get over. And the best way that you can do that in a local community is to have somebody that's known in the community and respected because they, they, look, at, they look at the individual and not necessarily all the, all the stuff that they've heard previously about what, uh, you know, what they think that their involvement in that party is. Um, you know, the, the Libertarian Party is, uh, has come, has come a, a long way from the old stereotype what people think that Libertarians are. Libertarians are just freedom-loving individuals that want to spread your your rights. How do you set up your booths at events? You know, more than, more than just the circle. What what's what materials do you bring? What banners? How does it look? And what tools do you bring to an event to uh, spread your message? Well, we, we have a we have a trade show back, backdrop. It's it's a it's a semicircle backdrop, and it's made of carpet. So Velcro works really well on one side. And on the top, we have a we have a big LP banner. We like to have balloons. We like to have lights. We like to have it uh, um, have it filled with good information. Um, We, we don't want a lot of clutter on our tables. We want uh, we want it open. We want it inviting. We want we want people to come in. We don't want people to stand on the other side of the table. We want to welcome people and bring them right into our area. Um, that's that's to me. I think that's one of the biggest uh, the biggest mistakes that people make when they uh, when they do an event. They put a table between them and the uh, the folks that they're that they're trying to engage in. And right from right from the get go, it's 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 a very it's a it's a very subtle uh, it's a very subtle thing, but it, it makes a world of difference. I mean, it's, uh, if you're sitting there with your arms crossed talking to somebody, if you've got your arms open, you're not you know you're not you're not really as as, as welcoming with your arms crossed and a and a, a tight lip versus if your hands are down by your sides, you know you're more you're more welcoming. And we want to we want to be welcoming. We don't want to be the uh, um, the, the folks that, that are, are pushing people away. We want to bring people in. And Smarty Candy. We yeah. have Smarty Candy, which is Libertarian Candy. Part of so. yeah, we always have Smarties, and we tell everybody it's Libertarian Candy. If you, you guys, want dumb dumbs, you go down to the other, uh, <laughs> the other you, booths. You said you had a county brochure. What does the brochure look like? Well, it's, it's not really a county brochure. What we do is we'll... we'll We'll do a flyer. We'll do um, a flyer that has uh, some of the current issues that are happening in the town. Like now, you know, we've got uh, uh, <coughs> ordinance issues. Uh, we have uh, folks have a lot of questions about wind farms coming in. Uh, we try to uh, we try to create the brochure for that event that's got uh, stuff that's going on in the community now. Other questions? 
How do you deal with disappointments? Somebody might be with a party and then they'll, they'll go away and you'll get new people in. You have a lot of turnover, so how do you, how do you continue to keep the party energized as, as it grows and as, you know, um, as things continue on? Events, having fun events, and treating each other like family is, I think, key. Um, volunteers aren't just volunteers. Volunteers are people your fellow citizens, your fellow man. And uh, like this last December, we had a concert, Jordan Page played uh, for, just to get together and enjoy the season and celebrate and a little entertainment and, and invite the you know community to come and get a taste of flavor. And it's not always serious politicking, you know, and enjoying each other's company. Define fun at an event? Well, that's a little twisted for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. some people's yeah. version of fun is different. Yeah. Well, you know, I think to us is, is uh, when we engage in people, we have smiles on our face, we're, we're, we're laughing, we're, we're having a good uh, a good time just with the, with the fellowship of the with the libertarians that are with you. And that's infectious. You know, if you've got, if you've got a few people that are that are laughing and joking, and there's always something going on. Maybe some little kids running around. You're giving out balloons. You've got a smile on your face. That, that's what fun is. Um, it, it's it, it can't be all business. It is business. It's serious business. But I, I want to have fun doing it. I, you know, I'm done being frustrated. You know, the frustration left me when I got here and decided, okay, now it's time to make a difference. And the way you do it is local. You're not, going to, you're not going to change what's going on in Washington. You know, there's, there's nothing you can do about it. All you can do is support candidates that will make 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 a, a, a difference and, and try to, to right the ills of the last hundred years. But locally, you can make a difference. You know, how do you do that? You know, you can talk to your commissioners. You can talk to your county council. Talk to your mayor. Down your zoning board guy. Exactly. That's always fun. You said volunteers are like family, and sometimes family can be a pain in the butt. Yes. So yeah. how, how do you deal with difficult volunteers or volunteers that may, for lack of a better term, be poisonous to your group? Well, you know, as with a lot of things, there we've we've been uh, we've been organized for three years, and we have we have realized some some turnover. And um, when I say turnover, there's been differences of opinion. Um, people thought they were libertarians, but they can't let go of the, uh, the, the theocracy that they've, that, they've, that they've known to uh, love and adore. Um, you, have to, you, you have to let them go, you have to be friendly to them, and you have to you know, let them come back on their own terms because you know, they'll realize that you know, the, the way that the country has been run the way that our local government has been run. It's uh, it's contrary to the principles of liberty and freedom. It's it's okay if you're uh, if you're making rules and decisions and laws as long as it benefits you. But when you find out that it doesn't benefit you, that's when you have a problem. Well. You know, sorry about your luck. You know, if it's uh, if it's constitutional, 
You know, I may not like it, but who am I to say? As long as it's not infringing on my on my rights and my personal liberty, hey, that's the way it is. So how do you have some of those difficult conversations with some of those volunteers? Does it mean you're firing them? Does it just mean that you're having an open conversation about those differences and then they just stop showing up? I mean, how do you how do you deal with that situation as a leader in your party? Well, as, as small as we are in Rush County, we don't fire anybody. Um, we have we have uh, had conversations with folks about uh, about situations like that. We we try to uh, stay we try to stay principled. We try to stay focused on the issues we have common ground with. Um, and and like I said, when we when we open this little presentation, is you have to find common ground. There's common ground with everybody, and you have to build off that. <clears throat> and I'll add, if, if you ever do have volunteers that end up leaving, I don't know that you can, pretty hard to fire a volunteer, but maybe you part ways or partial ways, what have you. Um, I think you can still find common ground. You know, whether, whether they're gonna be 100% committed to the party or not, there's always something you can find common ground in doing and we've done that recently on issues and causes whether you know maybe they don't want to come to libertarian meetings anymore but you know what causes are important to those people or that person and you can call them for help on that and they know that you can be depended on for that as well because because of the big pictures we're, we're, we're still on the same side you know we may be we may be doing our activism in different ways but the common goal is still the same I, when I say that, it's to it's to make a difference locally. Um, the uh, the the issues that are in front of you in your in your county, at least in, in Rush County, can be pretty disturbing. Um, you know, some of the, the some of the controlling measures that these county commissioners want to put uh, put in front of you and uh, turn into uh, turn into uh, law. It, it's crazy. It's crazy, and you don't know that unless you go to uh, unless you go to county council and, and, and commissioners meetings. But the uh, you know the the, big, the biggest thing that you that you can do to, to benefit your, your party locally is just keep trying to engage people, keep trying to attract people, and you know sometimes it, it is frustrating. But you're having fun while we're frustrated, right? Sure. Uh, we also we meet monthly, so you know you stick to a monthly schedule and dependability and um, engage everybody at those meetings. It's more of uh, get through your business very quickly and then talk about maybe some action, action items you're going to do. With your involvement with Rush County and you've gotten to know some of the local government officials, how have they responded to you or how well have you been received by them? Are you having dialogues with them? Are they respectful or do they dismiss you? I have a good example. There's a, there's a county councilman um, that has been elected twice, and he says, you know, Paul, you seem to be pretty up on all this constitution stuff. He said, you know, when I, when I read it, I don't, I don't quite understand it. <laughs> this is, a, this is a, a, a county councilman saying this. You know, the, the, the constitution, uh, you know, the, the U.S. constitution is, 
is pretty short. The Indiana Constitution, it's, it's, it's not as short as the U.S. Constitution, but it's still pretty, it's pretty easy to understand. Um, these folks, these folks they, they win a popularity contest. They win because they've sat on a couple other boards before. They win because the Republican uh, chairman or the uh, Democrat chairman has, has not allowed anybody to run against them in a primary. Um, they're, they're usually not freedom-loving individuals. They don't, they don't understand that they need to put the Constitution before they make any decision they make. And that's, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of sad. But on the other hand, when they think that I'm a, you know, that I understand the Constitution, that's pretty cool. That they look for me for a, a principled response and a constitutional response. Uh, to answer your question, I think it's it's friendly basis. I, I'm I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever had anyone come up to me in a negative way. They always say hi. They know who we are, um, and sometimes even ask our opinion on some issues and stances. Or but it's, not, it's I don't think it's negative. At least to our faces. It's, Pretty positive. We'll see that way, Joyce, until you win your first election. Yeah, exactly. You're going to change. That's Phil Miller sometime. Yes. Any other questions? It'd be great to get up here speaking. Yes, we would. I think, I think the key to all of this is actually engaging. And I'm a pretty talkative person, mainly on one on one basis. You can't be afraid to engage with other people. Like on our way here, we stopped and got ice for the drinks and soda. And it just happened that we parked out front of the convenience store, right there to our right, a truck had a libertarian sticker on it. Not one I recognized, so I'm like, okay, I'll be hawking this vehicle until whoever it is walks out that door, because I don't miss any opportunity to engage if I can. And a young lady came out and I mentioned her bumper sticker and she didn't even realize she had it on there. It was her mother's vehicle. She had just gotten it tagged and started driving it. And she is a registered voter, doesn't really know anything about Libertarian Party. And so I always keep something, some literature handy in my purse, in my back pocket or in my vehicle or whatever I'm in. And so I hand out state representative Jeremiah's card to her and Rex's cards, and one other candidate I won't mention here at this forum. <laughs> and I pass these out and talk to them for a few minutes, and you know, you're not intimidating. You're just sharing information that she's willing to visit. Off you go. And I'm not afraid to do that wherever I go. I'll probably canvas the library before we leave. <laughs> just talk, talk, talk. And it's still amazing that even though the Libertarian Party's had a lot of publicity over the last couple of decades compared to a long time ago, there's still a whole lot of people that never heard us, even to this day. I, I did run into, I went uh, to a small town in Rush County, uh, went to the store, and he saw my bumper sticker and said, so you're from the Liberal Party. And it just floors me that that's the only word they see and there's no L in it, you know. Uh, so you have to explain to them what we are and who we are, and they're more they're they're willing to listen. But I think a lot of times, and maybe it's an older generation that thinks you're it says liberal. That's all they see. 
So it's education along the way. I, I think more people are being made aware all the time that uh, the two parties are more like one party and that, uh, that we, we do have a principled alternative to get us out of this mess we're in. And you know, it, it is with the, the Libertarian philosophy and the Libertarian Party. Um, you know, I, I firmly believe that this is what our, what our founders uh, envisioned for this experiment of ours. And uh, with, uh, you know, with the Libertarian Party getting stronger and, and garnering more support all the time, it, we're going to break through. And it's, uh, you know, nobody, nobody wants to, 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 uh, uh, to, to wager on what they think is a loser. And I don't mean that the Libertarian Party is a loser, but until you can, until you can make yourself uh, win, until you can get out and get 30 or 40 percent of the vote, people, they will, they will compromise and vote for the lesser of two evils just because they, they don't want to, uh, to waste the vote. When people, you know, when I hear that, I, it just it just implores me when people say, I don't want to waste my vote. Well, if you if you vote for the other major party, that's a wasted vote. You're compromising what you really believe. Who wants to do that? You know, people have compromised their beliefs for a long time, and I think that that's got us where we are today. So I don't think that voting libertarian is a wasted vote. I don't think it's compromising a vote. I think it's the only way to, to vote principally. Going back to your discussion about your outreach foods and when you talk to somebody, what are the easiest issues to talk to somebody about about libertarianism? Hog prices. Yeah, hog prices. Uh, uh, I, I try not. I try not to bring up the issue. It's whatever issue they want to talk about, and then we can go from there. I, I've made that mistake before. You know, you get so excited, you spew out every single one of your issues and you find them on the corner of the floor and never wanting to come back. That's not the way to do it. <laughs> Curling up in balls. Uh, letting them talk. You know, if they've come to your booth, they're concerned about something. So be patient and wait for them to speak up. The, uh, or the uh, world's smallest political quiz, that's good. It, it brings out some issues um, that you can talk about that if it's local issues, let them talk on them. So you listen to what they're talking about and you try to apply libertarian principles to exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, as, as Joyce said, you know, listening is key. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to somebody and just bang, 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 hit them four or five times in the chest with, a, you know, with this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, people are backing off. You know, I say, oh, geez, I didn't want to open up that can of worms. Really, we ought to know it's, this from at home. It's, that doesn't it's, work. Yeah, so. it's, taken, it's, it's taken a while to, to just to be able to listen to people. And when you, when you listen to people, then, then you're able to engage on, on, on their level, what they want to talk about, not necessarily what you think they need to know. When they, uh, when they start talking about their issues, then, uh, you know, then you can talk to them about applying the libertarian philosophy to their issues. Okay, so um, first thing is engage with people. Actually get off the couch and go out and start doing things in the public. Facebook is great, I love it, but that's not going to get it all done and it's mostly the choir. Um, having fun while you're doing it, whatever you're doing. 
uh, going door to door, getting teams together to do that with you and having fun doing it, and that's what will bring them back. Don't send somebody off on their own. That's no fun. And make it a team effort. Um, do fairs, booths, and engage with the public there. And uh, one thing I did not cover was signs. Um, it's, it's what I call um, a little bit of civil disobedience. Uh, it's the most fun for me. And that is uh, go hang signs over overpasses, um, telephone poles, uh, bumper stickers on places, um, little stickers on your, yes. Your property, Tanks, right? Yes, 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 property. My pro all my property. <laughs> um, it is a lot of fun and, and uh, get the word out that you have a candidate or cause and have fun doing it. Yeah, don't get frustrated, have fun. Perseverance will pay off. We will win the end. Um, thank you for inviting us in, um, sharing 40 minutes with us. It's uh, it's bless you. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. <laughs>